Welcome to the Time Travel Journal podcast series. My name is Sumaya Sodik Ojibara. I will be taking excerpts from my book, Time Travel in My World, and let's travel some of the way together in yours and ours. I hope that I can reflect on some of the writings that I've already shared in the book, and I invite you to find meanings that may also present you the opportunity to form, reform, and transform. In this podcast series, the hope is that I can unpack some more, some of the thoughts and ideas, some of the experiences and emotions that may have informed or inspired some of the writing. I'm pretty excited about this. I hope you are too. So thank you for joining me. From the chapter, in the travels of time, I find paths, peaks, and prisons in fate. I had waited my God-conscious life for this moment, prepared for weeks as the time approached. I read books, looked at pictures, watched videos, had sessions with veterans, and packed all I would need for the meeting. I was fully ready, or so I thought. What I was not ready for was a breath-stopping awe that permeated my being when I stood face to face for the first time with the Kaaba, the house of God in Masjid al-Haram in Makkah, Saudi Arabia. To this day, that moment remains one of the most amazingly unquantifiable experiences I would treasure for the rest of my life. It has been over 20 years, yet I'm still filled with such a sense of wonder and marvel at the spirit of that square-shaped piece of architecture and what it symbolizes to me as a Muslim. I had been taught that the obligation as part of the rites of Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca, was to circumambulate the Kaaba not necessarily to touch it. Still, as I gazed at the Kaaba, I could not hold myself back. I was drawn to its irresistible glory. The spirit, the story, and what it stood for flashed through my mind. Here I was before this house, a command of Allah the exalted, in the same place prophets had threaded and touched. A revelation brought by angels and pressed forward through the throng of people. Finally, I held onto the walls of the Kaaba and the tears began to drop profusely from my eyes. I felt a deep connection with God and an overwhelming sense of surrender to his will. I was filled with clarity of my purpose as a servant of Allah. I wept for my weaknesses and inability to worship Allah to the best of my ability and afterwards felt a glow infuse my heart with renewed hope for the goodness of this world and the goodness of the hereafter. I felt cleansed and calmed and continued my first tawaf, circling around the Kaaba, making dhikr, remembrance of Allah and dua, supplications. Also the Hajj, each time I visited the Kaaba, either due to the obligatory rites 
or out of the need to experience heights of indescribable spiritual upliftment, I grew in my knowledge and understanding of certain truths about our reality here on earth and the reality that is to be in the next life. The entire experience was for me more corroboration, a reinforcement of everything Islam stands for, oneness of God, unity of creation, brotherhood of man, irrespective of country, color, class, or circumstances of birth, age, or gender. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. We hear your call, O Allah. I hear your call. Here I am, O Lord. Here I am. Going for Hajj for me was almost surreal. I was young and single at the time, in a job that demanded a lot from me physically and mentally, and at a point in my life where my strength of faith was being challenged by many forces, going on a holy pilgrimage was the last thing on my mind. Looking back though, I later understood, and I'm completely awed by the wisdom and mercy of Allah in his plan and love with the events that happened on the journey and how those events changed my life forever. It was the time to go on a journey of exploration, self-discovery, recovery, and spiritual growth. My first encounter with what lay in store for me started on the plane on the way to Saudi Arabia. The plane ran into some turbulence that was almost fatal. At that point, the question started and I began to ask myself if I had justified my leaving in the time allocated. If I had enough to take before Allah as evidence of how meaningful or less my surgeon on earth had been. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah, we arrived safely. It was not time to give account, yet. As we stepped into Saudi Arabia, still shaking by the experience on the plane, the heaviness soon got dispelled as I observed some of the hilarious antics of some of my adorable fellow travellers, some of whom were Fulani headsmen, market women, local traders and artisans as they stepped off the plane into a new land. The pilgrimage had started. Before we left for Hajj, my father had given me several talks and books to prepare me for the journey. I also went to orientation programs and read a lot about the requirements and rules. I was blessed with some very valuable advice from a wonderful sister friend who has since passed on. May Allah forgive her and have mercy on her soul. Amin. She also gave me books and videos that really helped me understand some of the challenges of the journey and how to make the most from the journey. I had to purify my intentions and my means. My intentions had to be sincere and for Allah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every action is based upon intention. This is Al-Bukhari. And the means lawful and clean. The Messenger of Allah said, Surely Allah is pure and he does not accept but what is pure and clean. As soon as a pilgrim sets out for Hajj with a provision which is lawful and puts his foot in the stirrup, rides his mount and calls out 
O Allah, here I am in response to your call. An announcer answers him from the heavens above saying, Your call has been heard. You're a happy one. Your provisions are lawful. Your mount is lawful and your pilgrimage is free of sin and acceptable. But if his provisions are unlawfully gained and he puts his foot in the stirrup and calls out, O Allah, here I am in response to your call. An announcer from the heavens above answers him back, saying, Your call is not accepted, nor are you welcome. Your food is unlawful, your provisions are unlawful, and your pilgrimage is not free of sin and is unacceptable. Al-Tabarani I had to prepare with a sound health, discharge all commitments and debts, ensure that my property and possessions were secured, take along enough provisions and choose company with like minds and expectations, passions and principles. When I gazed upon the Kaaba for the first time, touched and held onto it in the midst of an unimaginable multitude of people from different corners of the earth, circumambulation, doing the tawaf, calling out the talbi in unison. Labaik Allahumma labaik. La sharika laka labaik. Inna alhamda wa na'mata laka wa La sharika lak. I am at your service, O Allah. I am at your service. You have no partner. I am at your service. Praise and blessing belong to you and the kingdom. You have no partner. I am at your service. I am at your service. La baik, la baik, la baik wa sadaika wa khayru biyadaika. La baik wa ragibu ilayka wa amali. I am at your service and at your call. Good is in your hands and I'm at your service. Our desire is for you and our action. Even as I write this many years after I went on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, the memory of the Talbiyah, the call and the spiritual heights of exploration and fulfillment I reached and still seek brings tears to my eyes and a hunger in my soul now more than ever before. The symbolism and the spirit, the selflessness and the submission gave me an encounter with faith stripped bare of any adornment. It was a moment that stood still in time for me. I could not possibly capture a minute of the moment in the deepest sense, nor could words express the experience sufficiently. There is simply no way to describe how each aspect of my pilgrimage to Mecca on Hajj and experience taught me more about my life and what my living is meant for. What makes it so profound and a truly unique experience is that it involves all of your being, mind, spirit, body, and soul. Every event, happening, action, intention had a purpose and meaning. Some of this purpose was immediately realized there and then, while many continue to be revealed and impact on my life in some form or the other every minute of every day. Each one leaves an imprint that will last beyond my present reality to the next. The near-death experience to the Holy Land on the airplane 
the near-death experience in the Holy Land from a fire that started at Nina and raised almost half of the city, claiming many lives. The experience during the fires, the bonding and the kinship with people of all colors, language, gender and culture, the trials of people with different expectations and intentions, good and bad, the waters of Zamzam with its history and healing, the sights of the birth of belief, the testimonies of times, the endurance, patience, sincerity and sacrifices of self and soul, the challenges of faith and fortitude cannot possibly be expressed in one lifetime. My pilgrimage to Mecca for Hajj was an affirmation of my declaration as a servant ready to serve and submit to its creator and owner. It was a glorification of the greatness and the power of a supreme being. It was an attestation to Allah's magnificence, his exalted place, is worthy of my submission. It was a celebration of the unity of man. It was a humbling of humanity that brought me to my knees and a feeling in the deepest part of my being. No spiritual experience can ever equal. I pray that Allah accepted that Hajj and makes it possible to relieve and live again another spiritual fulfillment of another pilgrimage in this lifetime. I continue to hear your call, O Allah. Make my striving for that which pleases you and my service to your worship. All praise and glory to you, O God. There is none comparable to you. So I thought a bit about actually having an episode on my journey on my Hajj and I know that uh, this is something that I is really really holds a special place in my heart with regards to a lot of the things that I share in the excerpt I, I shared But I thought I will have an episode on this because the core of me behind even that call of I hear your call of Allah is pretty much central to the height of what I'm striving for in terms of living with purpose on earth in this world and striving for the highest place in the hereafter and when I thought of doing even when I started thinking about putting some of my writings together in a book which is how the time travel in my world book series became birthed I was I felt vulnerable about sharing parts of me with the world parts that I've kept I have written you know bits and pieces and put them on social media and all of that and articles but not in this format so even then I had to do a lot of um, very very deep reflections and, and inquiry as to just trying to understand what I was doing why 
and what some of the goals were and what I hoped would happen. And so even when I started thinking of a podcast as well, which required that I would actually be present with you and I would talk about some of my thoughts and um, go deeper in my reflections and unpack things that otherwise I could just keep to myself. I knew that it meant that I was again evolving into some of my next my next place of travel which meant that I would also want to share some things that are very very deeply personal to me one of which is this this uh, part of the podcast as I've been doing and you may have noticed if you've been listening to the other episodes is where I talk about and I and unpack some of the parts and the excerpts that I wanted to share more with you but what I do want to do with this is that I I may I may it's it's very likely that I would not go too much in depth because I do think that the excerpt themselves were rather deep they they really um they gave voice to some of those deeper thoughts and emotions so i started with how i'd waited so much for this because when we talk about hajj there is uh, for us um it, it's a pinnacle it's a place a point in life that um would strive for and look forward to to do at least even once in one's lifetime for many reasons and I, like i said in the bits and pieces i've talked talked about here and i also don't want to necessarily go into details about everything it means to me as a muslim but i did want you to share with me some of my most precious most intimate parts uh, and being Muslim is a core identity for me. So there's no, there's no. This is one of those places that I invite you to. That is very sacred to me. So going for Hajj was something that I thought about, but not really pursued. Not. I didn't think I'll have a chance at that time in my life, let alone um, even have the capacity to do so. But um, when the time came, then I was working where I was working, um, gave me the opportunity to go for Hajj. I was in the media at the time and I was attached to... um, the crew that was that had the opportunity to to travel for Hajj and to go and cover some of the events as a journalist then as a news reporter so that opportunity opened up and that's how come because I was young and single at the time so in preparing for it I thought okay you know, watch videos, read books, 
get a sense of what to expect. But nothing prepared me for what I got. Nothing, nothing whatsoever. That part I'm describing about how I got and stood before the Kaaba, I still think of it and I am washed with just that memory. The first time, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was surreal. It was, there's so much about that journey that was surreal, that felt surreal. <laughs> Some people have heard me speak every now and again. They know that it's almost, it can be very difficult for me to even stop when I start talking about it because I just want to share. I want to convey, I want you to feel some of it with me. So sometimes I, I could get excited and sometimes I just get awed in the moment. Even as I'm talking to you now, I can feel some of that. So I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that meeting. And I, I prepared for it. I had learned some of the requirements of Hajj, you know, the rights, things that people would have made into um, obligations that weren't, I'd learned all those things. And I knew that I didn't have to touch the building. I didn't have to touch the, the car by itself, but how could I not? <laughs> how could I not? Like I said, I won't, I won't go into more details than I have had done, than I've done in the, in the except I shared, where I use words that describe it, irresistible glory. There was just so much to it. And it wasn't, it was so much more because of all the history, all the meaning, all the significance what it meant to be there at that time. And the connection I felt was so overwhelming that I, I anyway, um, but what I, what I know um, I got in that moment was really, not only was I, reminded there was so much that was reinforced for me and it was summed up like i shared in that excerpt in three parts when i think about my belief in, in islam and being a muslim where for me in that moment I knew there was nothing else to contest, not that I, I was contesting anything, but there was nothing confusing. It was clear. It was about the oneness of God. It was about the unity of creation. It was about the brotherhood of man, irrespective of country, color, class, and the circumstances of birth, age, or gender. And that was what I found there. Because up until then, I'd never traveled out of Nigeria. 
I'd never met other people other than people that I met who would be perhaps mixed race or uh, people who might have some different skin colors who would come visit Nigeria either uh, as white people or uh, people of other color like Indians and Pakistani and Lebanese. Yes, I'd met people of other colors. But it, it was just, it wasn't just quite the same thing. It, it, it wasn't the same thing. It was just being able to be reminded of what it actually meant to be a nation that is uh, created a nation of man. Yes, we have the divisions, but in that moment, what I saw was the nation of man. The truth about our humanity, that after everything, it really is about the brotherhood of man. And, you know, the things we would focus on, and I know I've talked about this here and there, and I know the realities that I live with, and know the things I've experienced, I know what some of you, you know, would have gone through or not, read, hearing this. For me, in that moment, nothing mattered. Nothing except those realizations, the reflections, the reinforcement, everything that mattered to me. And the second part of the excerpt just continued along those lines of how I prepared, made sure that I didn't have debts, um, organized my thoughts, tried to clarify my intentions and to purify my intentions and actions. And everything that happened was very dramatic. From the plane ride that, that felt like we thought we weren't going to make it alive. I remember when the uh, pilot told us, I've written about this in one of the children's books that I've written, when the pilot told us that there was a problem with the landing gear and that um, we should just prepare ourselves, I, I I think this is what they call that out-of-body experience where I saw my fellow passengers, people were crying and just really frightened. And I just, in that moment, I just thought to myself, what what did I have? Was I actually prepared to meet my creator? How is it that this is happening to me now that I'm on my way to perform Hajj? Is this where it's going to end? And I remember thinking at the time that I, I it, it wasn't it wasn't fear. It wasn't even there was just this sort of a very very strong sense of awareness of my mortality in that moment and the fact that this just might be the end. So imagine starting with that and we got into Saudi Arabia and, uh, you know, there were all kinds of uh, things we experienced um, with some of my fellow passengers who were flying anywhere for the first time, let alone being out of the country. And then the Hajj started. Um, I remember that time to one of the passengers I don't know whether it was a shock or the anxiety, but something happened to them. And I remember when, how bright it was. It looked so, everywhere looked so pristine. It was so, so beautiful. It was just, it was just so, 
it was just so out of this world in terms of the experience i remember the first time i went into the harem that's the mosque and the sun was hot but the ground was cold <laughs> there's just so much about it i remember how packed it was the crowd of people <sighs> this i told you at the beginning that once i started i i wouldn't want to stop but nothing prepared me nothing prepared me for that experience and we got there and when i saw that place i remember going into the kaaba and just seeing all these people somewhere running somewhere walking at times we couldn't even walk i remember uh trying to remember the duas we were supposed to make there was an instructor that was taking us around didn't know half of what he was doing <laughs> but um i wanted to do everything right in the group i was in i remember uh one of the tawafs i did there was a woman who uh in that moment she was just on her own she was just making she was actually speaking um in her language and calling on god and just talking to god like she was the only person in that space i still remember some of those things and there's so many memories of her that i will probably still write more about it if i la wills but i know that it was a journey that had so much so in as much as i'm saying that there was the out of body experience there was you know it was very real and that was the year the year went for hajj was also the time that there was this massive fire that happened and that one that one is another dramatic story i can't possibly even go into that here that's why i said oh, it's very likely that i'm writing about it some more but it is enough to say that every time i was reminded i was reminded about my power what i had and what i didn't have i was reminded about people who they were and who they were not and importantly i was reminded about my purpose what i thought it was what it is what i needed to do to find out more of what it is meant to be and the most of all i found out about actually two the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and some of the stories some of the things that happened in his time some of the hadith he shares comes alive when i see the historical places when we're taking around and also visited medina ah it was so it was it was beautiful it was powerful inspiring amazing as i like to say and i was reminded about allah my lord every time we would say la baik allahumma la baik 
I hear you, O Lord. Something in me expands. It's beautiful. Even now as I'm talking to you, my eyes are closed and I just feel so connected. I feel connected to myself. I feel connected to you in such a powerful way. I feel connected to Allah. couldn't describe it really you would see that probably this is one of those episodes that i am just sort of going back and forth because uh, i just feel like there are no words that can do it justice But I'm glad I decided to share this with you because um, if I am going to continue to take you along while I travel back and forth in time in my world, I have to take you to this place with me. And, and I hope that for you, that you've traveled with me for this one, that somehow you may, you will see some of what I have seen and feel what I am feeling through the words I am using and that something about that connects with you in some of the deepest places for you. I'm glad you're here. feels it feels uh quite comforting to share with you um, and as much as it means that i am bearing open and going to uh places that i have kept in some of my most um precious uh parts of the vaults of my soul i'm glad i'm sharing some of it with you i know that it's very possible that even the last part may not have held as much meaning to you because it is not an experience you've had. But I'm glad that you're here. I thank you for your presence and I thank you for coming with me, for participating with your spirit, with your prayers. I'm glad that I, I you're holding space for me for us both and it may continue to seem strange in, in many ways where I 
by all intents and purposes i'm talking to myself and yet i know that i i'm sharing with you um pieces of me and in sharing with you i put them in trust with you so i'm hoping that for this last part as i prepare to finish um my beautiful experience my powerful experience the affirmations the attestations the confirmations the aspirations the actualizations a lot of the, a lot of those things that i am doing and in the process of doing i hope that you will with every part of what i'm sharing with you you will find meaning for you it may not be anything to do with going on a pilgrimage to a holy uh, symbolic meaningful spiritual home as hajj is for us as muslims but it may be pilgrimage to a place where has a lot of meaning to you and you can allow yourself to draw um power to draw clarity to draw perhaps whatever it is that you're truly seeking of meaning and purpose in your life from those places in the signs and the symbols in the interactions in the in the people you meet in parts of you that you meet i hope that some of what i have shared with you from some of my story of going for hajj can start to also enable you to see some of the extent of of our mortality and yet just how we can be called back at any moment how we are called back to our creator at any moment and so when i share the story of how the plane had developed a problem and we were told to prepare i was brought to that point i knew that there was nothing more i could do at that time it really was what i'd already done so i hope that when you hear that part of the story it takes you to that place where you might ask yourself some of those questions yourself what am i doing what have i done what can i do when i am called to give account on the day that everyone will be giving their records what will i say what will i say about my life how much of it have i used what have i used it for what difference have i made in my life and in the lives of others i hope that you might be able to find your own journey to take you to those places of inquiry and honest reflection i hope that some of what I, I i read to you when i was talking to you about hearing the call that you will hear the call of your soul that you will hear the call of the people around you that you allow yourself to also find that understanding that capacity to really accommodate a lot of the um the complexities of life as we know it whether it shows up in different whether it's something that you're 
just not unsure about in terms of what you're familiar with, whether it comes across as certain, you know, values that you've been brought up with that you're now starting to wonder how true, how real, or how right, whether you allow yourself, you even put yourself in those positions where you can experience some of the extent of our humanity just by just based on the choices we're making again this is something that i've talked about and i talk about often um i hope that in some of the sharing that i've done today that you have traveled with me back to you to find some of us where i can go for hajj um and the fact that you don't share my belief does not stop you from experiencing some spiritual heights from just listening to what that meant to me and for me and that you might find some of yours too and that together it takes us to that uh, truth that has no um, question about it that we are all souls that are created with bodies and that our understanding of that enables us to experience things in a way that permits us to live more um, spiritually, to not be careless and carefree about this life that is, that is given to us, kept to us in trust. I hope that you may have learned also one thing or two about what it can be, what it is like being Muslim. Maybe you may have wondered what is it they do in this place? Why do they do those things? I haven't set this podcast up to, you know, put anything in anyone's face or um, go out of my way to necessarily give information. There's plenty of sources but what I do hope will happen is that there is an honoring that will take place here where you may not know, you may not understand, and you certainly may not accept. But you see me, you hear me, and you can allow for that to be the point of joining between us. I hope that just as this has um, been a big decision for me um, that you'll understand that I have invited you into some part of my own sacred spaces and that um, I hope that you will let me into some of yours even if you don't get to share that with me and that if that does happen and you find some of those deep connections that elevate you and expand you that you remember me in your prayers and send those energies of goodness right back to me as well i'm excited that i will be um inshallah meeting up with you again soon in another episode where we get to travel somewhere <laughs>